Welcome to another episode of the Combat Sewers. I'm your host, Manpreet, aka MMA Lock of the Night, Andrew Boy on Twitter at MMALOTN. And as always, I'm joined by my man Tony, aka Tunes. Yes, sir. And my man Big Rob is in the back holding it down as always. Hey. All right. Uh, one thing I want to quickly go over before we get into the actual fight stuff. I don't know if I had told you in depth about my experience at the parade. Oh, that happened no. at the Toronto thing. So oh, I'm not yeah, going to go over the full, full thing because I went over that in the last podcast. So if you guys want to check that out, just check the last MMA Lawcast. It was episode 42. Uh, but I would just, you heard what happened after, right? Those yeah. gunshots and shit. Yeah. So I was nearby and then I got caught in the swarm and all that shit. Have you uh, just, you know, going off that, have you ever been in a, a situation where you thought your life was at? No. Like, where you, where you thought. Like out in public and stuff? Out in public, anywhere. With even a if bunch it's a car around. accident or some shit. Like, were there, was there ever a moment where you felt like my life is at danger? Oh, yeah. There's always yeah. some moment, especially in a car or something. Where you was there, was, is there wreck. one that really sticks out to you? Like, fuck. Like, no. Nothing that really, that's crazy. Not eh? crazy. Um, it's, it's that cr- must have been a trip, though. It's With that many because, people? Exactly. The public aspect of it and how many people yeah. are around. And just the uncertainty, too, because there was no cell reception. There, my phone was dead, so that doesn't even matter anyway, right? Oh shit! So like, I had there no idea. There was no cell the reception. There was no cell reception because there's so many people there. So signal was just getting fucked. Like, I, I would just say real quick, yeah, yeah, just like if there's too many people and the, and the network is congested, your phone keeps trying and trying and trying, and it just kills your battery and basically it dies so fast. Oh, I did not know that. It's oh, it's happened to me once before when I went to Nathan Phillips Square for New Year's and. Big Rob had the same yeah. experience too. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So if you're in a place with a lot of fucking people, mm-hmm. yeah. it's weird that it doesn't happen at like MMA events. Like whenever we've gone to the UFC or something, we've always had good like, I don't know, maybe it's that amount of people. In like, the stadium, they have uh, what, what they call them Pico cells. So there's all these different cell sites, like like hundreds of them oh, inside. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's able to withstand exactly. all that signal. That's crazy. That is yeah, interesting. It was a fucking. I'll, I'll tell you more about it afterwards. But it was a fucking crazy experience. I but just yeah, even even just the you. amount of people that came yeah. out, it was like two and a half million or something. Something like it, it was closer to two million from what I heard. But two million. Well, yeah. uh, what wow. is the the, the GTA population is like what eight point eight? That's mm. like a yeah. fifth of yeah. every person <laughs> in the shit. whole city coming out to, for a basketball Nuts. parade celebration. Yeah, yeah. it was totally and fucking worth it. That's insane. I'm still celebrating. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Yeah, I it's don't been a full week, right? Yeah, like, no, yeah. it feels like it's been a while since yeah, that happened. It's for only me. been a full week. Like, yeah, it was last Friday. They fought. What? No, wait, Sunday. Was it Friday or Sunday? I can't remember. Where they won the game? Yeah, I don't know. The, the parade was Monday. Okay, so it was Friday that they won. Yeah, the yeah. Challenge. The parade Challenge. was only like four days yeah, ago yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monday. God oh my damn. god. Yeah, it feels like a while ago. <laughs> I know. Uh, so yeah, I just wanted to quickly get Tony's opinion on uh, you know if he's ever been in something like that. Wait, how how was it for you? Like, were there just people like I was close? Like I was. Like, I was really close to the point, like, have you ever been in Nathan Phillips Square? Have you ever been in City Hall? I don't remember. Yeah, when I was younger, but I yeah. don't remember anything. So, like, I was close to it. Like, it's it's pretty big, right? The shooting happened roughly around here, and I was here. So, like, oh, I heard, the thing is, they're letting off fireworks. So, like, you didn't really know, you know, wh- whether it was a gunshot or a firework, yeah. right? So, uh, initially, I thought it was just always fireworks. And then, apparently, the last couple were actual gunshots. And then you just feel like a crowd, just like you see people coming towards you and everybody's just pushing. And yeah, you're just trying to make sure you're stepping on something so, like concrete. Jeez. So you don't fucking trip or trip over your own feet or trip over somebody That's else. That's why big crowds kind of trip me out. Because yeah, if everyone man. starts running in a direction, the you trip and fall, you're oh, going to yeah. fucking Dude, get trampled to death. The fucking weirdest part is like maybe half an hour before that, the person in front of me, I told them like, this is the safest place I ever feel. I, I don't feel like in terms of a big city, we have to worry about anything happening in Toronto. <laughs> and then fucking half an hour later, something like that wow. happens. I was like, but 
it could have been much worse much worse considering other you know significant things that have happened like that thing that happened in vegas the vegas shooting like that was a music festival and you know the guy fucking went off he had like fucking semi-automatics yeah. and shit right we were just lucky it was just a you know isolated guy, gang type of thing the guy was looking and for somebody specifically that's okay. what i'm pretty sure yeah. right before that there was a stabbing at eden center as well during yeah the yeah i heard about so that too apparently there was it kind of makes sense though when 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 there's a giant event going on and people are going to be distracted or something it's kind of like there was easy a to get lot of shit, cops so. but they got these people pretty quickly too because there were a lot of cops nice and you can't regulate weapons or anything in an open environment like that too right? yeah so yeah exactly it's just stupid kids the kid was 25 20 and 18 from what i heard the the suspects such so fucking yeah. stupid happens all the time though. i know <laughs> All right, let's fucking move this train along. Yeah. So, uh, first thing that we're going to be covering this week is UFC 238. I titled it the Bantamweight Brawl, uh, and we had we finally got a little bit of clarity. You know, not the type of clarity that I wanted with Henry Sudo walking out with the Bantamweight title, being a champ champ, and now we just saw recently that he's going to be getting shoulder surgery, so he's out until at least 2020. So that kind of jumbles up the, the picture a little bit more. Uh, but if you want to bring in interim titles to this, we have a clear solution. In my opinion... We should be doing Peter Yan against uh, Aljamain Sterling for the interim title uh, while we see what the hell happens with Henry Suhudo. And then obviously at uh, 125, which is the other division that Suhudo is a champion at, we have Joseph Benavides and Juicy Formiga fighting in about two weeks or so. Uh, so we should be able to get some clarity in both of those divisions. But first and foremost, what are your thoughts on Henry Suhudo uh, winning uh, and beating Marlon Moraes in such a decisive oh. fashion as well? That was ridiculous. I remember looking at the odds okay. and like we 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 both thought Marais we bet was on it. Win. We bet on Marais. yeah, and yeah. you know minus one fifty five or something. And I remember thinking like before I was placing the bet, like everything should line up for Marais here, but Henry fucking Sudo. Sometimes like he just seems to get it done. And then then you watch the first round and you're like, yeah, oh yeah. sick. We all right, like like Henry Sudo, he keeps pulling it off. He pulled it off against DJ TJ. I never thought he, w I didn't think he would be, he, he win, he would win either of those fights. Yeah. Um, and then this one, he's getting his ass whooped in the first, and then he comes back against the bigger guy, the faster guy, the 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 better striker, and starts to whoop his ass, just get in his face, pretty much. He he got into boxing range, let his hands go to work. He just he just pretty much let him like it was weird. Just, it, gonna, there's like a I'll, switch I'll yeah. there's like a switch that like yeah. mid second round he just yeah. flipped the switch he's like all right this is what i have to do now i'm gonna get into range get into he got into range, his right range spots, that was spots. that was the key yeah he and, got into the right range and he even said like he felt marlon Marais kind of like wilting like he felt 100 like slowly his energy was leaving him and then eventually he finished him in the third round um in terms of henry suhudo as a champ champ and saying like he's triple C and all that type of stuff. Well, what do you think about his persona and it's like the, the vibe? It's cringy. I don't. It's cringy. But, but let me make this point. When's the last time we talked about a flyweight champion this much? Yeah, fair enough. Right. He's he's well, all the he's other flyweight champion. Let's be honest, Demetrius Johnson. So he's get, that's he's a direct shot more, at Demetrius Johnson. He's getting more attention than DJ. That's for sure. And he's doing it in very decisive fashion. Mm, yeah. I mean, uh, closer well, I to the even... end. Closer to the end of uh, what's his face is uh, Demetrius Johnson's run. He was getting finishes, right? He finished fucking Kyoji Horiguchi. He finished uh, Ray Borg. Um, he, was, he finished Joseph Benavides as well. It feels so, like, to me, DJ's resume is getting better as time goes on. Like, you see what Horiguchi's done since then. Yeah. And you see that DJ just, like, owned him for five rounds and submitted him with a second left. With a second left. Um, he's, he TKO'd Henry Sudo. And I, I really do think, I, I thought DJ won the, the second fight. 
I, I, I get that it's close. close. Some fight, people yeah. cl- scored it for Cejudo, but you could argue that DJ won that fight too, and look what Cejudo's done since then. He mm. went out and knocked out TJ and then finished Marlon Moraes. Like, this version of, like, I think this is Marlon Moraes' first, I guess, legit loss. Like, the, the yeah, first besides Sun the Sun loss South. is kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, uh, yeah. yeah, it's got stars around that, but. Uh, so he's going to be on the show for a bit, for at least six months. Uh, do you agree with me in the fact that we should have either? You know what? I don't really give a shit if it's a an interim title fight. I would rather just them fight as a main event, Peter Yan against Aljamain Sterling. Just let them headline a fucking fight night and just know that these guys are for sure whoever wins this fight is the number one contender. We don't really need to bring an interim title into this. The guy's going to be out for six months. It's not going to be a full year. But you know what the thing is? I think Sterling at this point, his next fight should be for a title either way. So they should probably just make it for the interim belt. But so, do you think the For person who sake. wins that fight? So, okay, let's let's try to plot out a title. No, line. Peter Yan versus of, Sterling is not June really right a title fight. That's for sure. Yeah, end of June right now. When would they fight? Realistically, uh, like three months maybe. So what would that be? Ju- July, August, September. September, end of September, early October. And then uh, Suhuda would be ready. What early February next year? maybe? So they could they could do that turnaround to February or March. Like I don't see the need to put an interim title on them strictly because we know the next fight after this is going to be a title fight. Oh, fair enough, but I just know, like, I just, the way the organization works, I feel like the, they will do it. Also, I... And I don't I, mind I, it. I don't mind it because of Sterling's past resume. couple of wins. Yeah. Like, I mean, he did get knocked out by Marais, but when you look at it, like, he, the, the two guys ahead of him are coming off bad losses yeah. now, and they need to, they need to kind of recover. He's easily number three. He just beat number four. What yeah. else, like... What other fight is there realistically for him other than a title fight? So even though Yan versus him wouldn't be like, a, a, I guess, um, a legit title fight based on rankings and all that, it's, I, I can see them doing it because Sterling's next fight should be for a title. But Peter Yan should be ranked, ranked pretty high now after beating yeah, Jimmy Rivera. I wanna, what's he at? Yeah. I'm trying to see where the hell my mouse is at here. <laughs> uh, yeah, where is it? Yeah, this thing is on too. Yeah, the rankings are up there, right? Yeah, I don't know Left where the mouse is, though. That's weird. Rob, give me, yeah, give me give a hand a over here. Take a quick one. Yeah. Oh, there, there we go. Is uh, it back in view? Jimmy Rivera was what? He was ranked like 8th or 7th? He's 8th or 7th? No, or was well, Peter Well, Jimmy Yan? Rivera, well, before when he fought one of the Marais, he was like top 3. Okay. Right? No, yeah, no, I'm talking about when he fought Yan. When he fought Yan? When he fought, I think Yan, Yan's probably like... Six at the most, I would say. Maybe five. But either way, I think that he's deserving of at least a top five ranking. Like, let's be real. With Peter Yana, especially the way that you he think beat so? Jimmy Rivera, too. I think, I think that he's deserving of a top five if Aljamain is top, top five, too, right? I don't, I don't necessarily know that. I think Aljamain Sterling's win over um, Rivera was more impressive as a whole performance. Because Yan, Yan, like, he, he rocked him at the end of the first two rounds. But outside of that, in the second round, he was actually losing. Like you, you could argue he Be was back, he was losing. <laughs> um, before, before yeah. all right. So let's see. Pirian's number four now. Oh, Sterling, Sterling number has two. officially moved up to Asuncao's two. at three. And wow, Yan has, is four. Uh, yep. Holy shit. Uh, who's Asuncao facing? Corey Sandhagen. So that should be a a good fight too. Man, and honestly, the top of the division is like they're all in bad spots, eh? Yeah, look Mugio's, at all the people moving. Well, I guess well, they all look, moved look, down because of this. Peter Yan, right? Look at this. Number one, Marlon Marais coming off a bad loss. Yep. Sterling is the Win. only one on a good streak. Uh, Sunsell coming off a bad loss. Yeah. Okay, Peter Yan, he's going to streak. 
Munoz off a loss, Cruz injured off a loss, Garbrandt off three losses, Rivera off two losses. That is so not you that had great. Sanhagen, Lineker, and Stamen at, after them at that point. So I, at least there's a, a glimmering hope with Sanhagen, Jan, and Sterling to kind of revitalize this yep. entire ranking. On, yeah, honestly, by default, the only fight to make is Sterling and Yan. Like, there's like. I wonder what Cody Garbrandt's going to come back to. Yeah, I wonder. Like, what that too. maybe him against Rivera? Honestly, you know, that that wouldn't be a bad a, idea because they're both coming off like bad losing skids. Yeah. I think Rivera's one and three, and Cody's coming off three in a row, so that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Redemption fight for both top Let's guys see. that haven't fought, or they can give him uh, a young up and comer on a win streak to try and like you know get you know how sometimes they do that to get the young up up and comer up the just rankings. to get a get a W. Yep, and then oh. it's also kind of like a redemption fight. Uh, so Peter Yan and Aljamain Sterling, we obviously know that they're probably going to fight each other, if not fight the champion. Yeah. Uh, what do you? How do you think they match up? How do you think they, like, style versus style? Does Aljamain Sterling, you know, continue to prove his yeah. improve his striking, his grappling? Is uh, you know, I I I I think Peter Yan, blah, blah, I think Peter Yan is great. Like I think that everywhere, you know, he's going to be the more technical striker against Aljamain Sterling. He's I don't know 100% about the the grappling aspect. I know he has really good sambo, but I don't know how that's going to play into Aljamain Sterling's wrestling. Essentially, I, I would probably give Aljamain Sterling the the advantage in grappling as well uh, in terms of jujitsu. Sorry, uh, so I'm not sure how I see that fight playing out. I think right now I talking about I kind of lean Peter Yan. Oh really? No, I I think you got I, think, Aljo, I right? think Sterling would win. I think he would stifle Yan kind of the way he did with Rivera or I think that, to that that's a, that's the difference because he's I got think that Peter Yan. I think Peter Yan has a little bit more of a a little bit more firepower and consistency than Jimmy Rivera because even in that, you know, that's for sure. other fights that. from Jimmy Rivera, like he's he's more of a weight, 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 yep. blitz kind of guy, whereas Peter Yan, you know, he's, he's in your throwing. face. But that's also, like, he's kind of young in that sense. Like, uh, I think Aljamain Sterling has more as a more mature fighter. And I think in terms of, like, fighting smarter, he would be able to get it done. Like, he'd stifle. Like, Peter Yan might just be a little headstrong coming in, trying to get him, and then... Sterling is so good at keeping you at his uh, kicking range or really far out so that you can't really come in and hit him. Mm-hmm. I just feel like he would You think that he'll be the favorite going into this fight, Sterling? Yeah. I, I, I would... I, here, I'll give you the odds right off the wow. bat. The first number that came into my head, I would do... Note this I, shit. I, I would think minus 200. Damn. Sterling and about plus 160 on Peter Yen. I, I would think, think you're th- going to be surprised. Are, yeah? I think you're okay. going to be surprised. All right. <laughs> that's, As yeah, the famous that's, Joe Rogan says, I think you'd be surprised. You think Yan might be the I favorite? Think, I think Yan will probably... It will be very closely lined, but I think it's going to be slightly favored for Yan. Okay, I think a lot of people, especially betters, are really high on Peter Yan. Like, all of his last couple of fights, he's been, like, crazy odds. Even against Jimmy Rivera, like he's minus like minus 400. 400 minus yeah, that was ridiculous. The odds were right? not what they should have been. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of a close fight outside of... Uh, well, I think, did Rivera win the, the third round? I believe he might have I won the I believe he was, he was favored in that third round. And yeah. the second, he was, he, it, you could have been argued he was winning until he got rocked at the end. And then the first, uh, yeah, Peter Yan definitely won that round. I don't know. I, I, it's interesting that we have two different views on that because uh, I don't know. Uh, I might have a little bit of bias as well because I'm a big Peter Yan fan. But just from everything that I've seen online, other you know handicappers, everybody's just been saying like Yan is the bantamweight's fucking you know, un, uncrowned king, essentially. I would love to see him against fucking Henry Cejudo. I would love to see him against John fucking Lineker. Like, that's one fight that oh I wouldn't mind God. if Peter Yan... You know what? 
fuck the title for a minute because I don't know if John Lineker is <laughs> ever going to be up there. But let's let's fucking let's throw down. That would be a barn burner. How fucking crazy! They would just meet in the middle and just go at it. I think that would be the best bantamweight fight in terms of sheer entertainment yeah. uh, since. Uh, Cody Garbrandt and Thomas Almeida, if you remember that fucking fight. Yeah, that one round. Like the, the anticipation going into the fight, we're like, yo, these guys are both strikers. They're fucking vicious. This should be insane. That's how I feel about this specific match. I think so well. too. Because Yan is young. He can take a shot. Lineker has like the best chin ever in the in ever. In, the <laughs> in ever. <laughs> Just ever. Uh, he can take a so shot. So we were supposed to have a pretty significant bantamweight fight on the card that's coming up uh, with yeah, Lineker John Lineker Font. and Rob Font. Do you think if any, you know, whoever came out victorious in that fight, do you think they would, like, have any stake in that top five range? No, no, absolutely Nothing? not. Maybe top ten. I top would 10? say six to ten. It's interesting because I believe they're at, what are they right at? Ten and twelve. <laughs> Lineker's ten, Lineker's Rob Font's yeah, twelve. Yeah, Font's at twelve. Yeah, I, I, like, I, man, just six to, like, even if you're Lineker and you want to fight up, right? You you shouldn't probably get a top five, and then six to nine is just like they're they're not <laughs> like who is that? Lineker versus fights. Garbrandt is still like one of my fights that I want to see. Yeah, but that's just not the right fight to get Cody, Cody Garbrandt. No. My God, after Cody, three knockout losses, out, yeah. here's hands of but Stone hey, Lineker. if if he like comes into that fight and sticks to his game plan and like shows everybody like this is the fight I could easily just go fucking punch for punch, but I'm not going to. Let's let's be honest, right? He's he should have won the Munoz fight. He was oh yeah, he was, he was fucking easily winning that shit. He was so fast, oh. light on his feet, in and out. He was winning the exchanges. Then he I no think he got headbutted. It. And then he just yeah. Went and then to he like, like saw red. And he's like fucking. Oh. Yeah, and then just, just I'm gonna went. stand here and swing and play the chin game. Yeah, you're gonna lose that. But again, like we said on the last episode, he's acknowledged that. Yeah. So let's hope he's gonna fucking you know actually come back and use those words, and 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 figure this shit out. Um, that's pretty much it for the Bantamweight brawl for me. I'm not sure if you have anything that you want to touch on it. Like, again, moving forward, we got a six month wait for Suhudo to come back. Uh, and then we want to see maybe Aljamain Sterling and Peter. Do, do you prefer them fight each other, or do you prefer one to wait? Man, just it feels like the wait might be too long. That's what I mean. Yeah, I think they. I think they should. If up. one two were wait, I would say Aljamain Sterling, and then maybe we we could get Peter Yan and fucking John Lineker in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think Aljamain Sterling is definitely the most deserving. Yeah, easily, easily. In terms of his streak, yeah. what he's been doing, yeah, yeah, 100%. Let's not completely overlook Marlon Marais either. Like, he is staying, sitting there at number one, but, you know, I'm not going to take this performance too much away from him. Like, I'm, sure he, could, I'm sure he could come back and, like, you know, re- figure it out. Like, I feel like he's an intelligent fighter. He has Mark Henry in his corner too, so I'm sure they can fucking figure it I, out, right? The problem seems, like, skill-wise, he's a monster, but... It was like, I don't know if it's a cardio and a mental thing or just a mental thing. He just seemed to fold. But we've seen him go five rounds before. Like, it's yeah, not but like not it's... at that pace. Yeah, like, that's he, exactly. He's set he was the going pace. on a crazy pace. This was Cejudo just getting in his yeah. face yeah, and yeah. forcing him to brawl. And well, even the amount that Marlon Marais was throwing in that first round was probably a little bit more. Even in the second round, when Cejudo was walking him down, Marais yeah. was trying to plant and swing a little too much. I think that drained him a lot, too. Yeah. He said he, I think he said he was like really tired. But even just the way Mark Henry was trying to get him pumped up in the corner. Know, that was a little weird. Stuff, I yeah, was like, yeah. uh, okay, this is a bad sign. Marais versus Garbrandt. Let's let's sulk on that one for a little bit. Oh, my oh, God. How fucking nuts would that be? <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's go into our most impressive, most impressive performance of the last two weeks. I'll let you kick this one off. I think it just it has to be Cejudo okay. over Marais because cool. 
man, like, you can't be doing worse in a fight and you can't be at more of a disadvantage going into the second round of a title fight with that much on the line and then to finish a guy that doesn't even lose, let alone yeah. get finished, <laughs> before the third round is up, just destroying him, like, that was ridiculous. That might be the best Henry Cejudo we've seen. Ye- like, in terms of resilience and then coming back and fucking getting it back, like, making the in-game adjustment to... You know, capture Fair victory, enough. right? Yeah, I well, I think it was probably like this definitely his gutsiest performance. Yeah. but I don't know if it was necessarily his best. Let's you not. Could, we can't really say argue, anything about the TJ fight because I think you could seconds. argue his second DJ fight might have been fight? his best performance. I guess as an overall performance, yeah. like to to hold a candle to the fucking you know goat. Because you could say he, like, man, it's 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 debatable if he lost that round 10-8. I would probably give him a 10, Mar- Marais maybe even a 10-8 for that. I mean, it was just a consistent was, whooping yeah, and yeah, not yeah, much, not yeah. much going the other looked way. so flush. I wish I could have seen, like, the, the live odds on fucking Suhudo at that point. Probably, like, plus 1,000 or yeah. something going into that <laughs> Something crazy, yeah, it must have been. Then he finishes him in the third. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd have to go with him. Um... I think I had, uh, what was the other one on this card? I think, I, swear I, I swear I had a shout-out one on this one. Oh, yeah, kind of. Be, just, I, like, Shevchenko over I just because of how nasty the head kick was, but I wouldn't call it too impressive because it's just guy. Yeah. But <laughs> true. the knockout itself, though, was... Shevchenko lived up to what she should have exactly, for that type exactly. of fight. In fact, it was, it was one of those where you're like, oh, I hope she doesn't hurt her too badly, and then you're like, oh, okay, she hurt her worse than, than, than what her fears were. Like, it was, like, that <laughs> That's bad. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, like, even the, the broadcast table wasn't even, like, oh, my God. They were, like, oh, shit. Oh, my. Did you watch the, the Thrill and the Agony yeah, video? Yeah, I saw DC. Where DC's, like, leaning yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, oh, my like, God. Yeah, yeah, like, was it was nuts. just. Even um, His, the craziest the was Valentina's coach. Va- yeah, Valentina's like, coach. He, like, as soon as she knock, she knocks out I, he just yeah. kind of, like, uh, like yeah. oh, God. We knew this was going to happen. But yeah. That, this like, he just knew how yeah. good she was, and, and it wasn't even a question that she was going to win. He was more worried about how badly is she going to hurt the other girl. Like, that's what it seemed I'm like. I'm so surprised that everybody thought that she was going to win by decision as well. Because I, I felt like... She just does with, point fight. She she kind of point fights, but she's quicker, stronger, yeah. and you know she's just better than Jessica in everywhere. every way. In and every I think way. that just Jessica's holes, uh, you know, in her stand up <laughs> left so many openings for Valentina, and she fucking found them. And the best way, twenty six seconds into the second round, like the best body way kick, body kick, body kick, body kick, body kick. I'm gonna set you. Kick. I'm gonna set you up. I'm gonna do the most amateur fucking setup by just smashing your body and then eventually oh, going high. And it did actually sound like yeah. a baseball bat oh, to the dome so too. Disgusting. It was nasty. Uh, so yeah. I was gonna I was gonna go with Suhudo, but I wanted to go with Valentina as well. Uh, again, she went in there and did what she needed to do as like a minus a thousand favorite. But think about let's think about it in the other way too. If she just went out there and decisioned just guy, people would have been like, ah, eh, she was supposed to forgettable, be forgettable. Yeah, yeah. But she went out there and made a fucking statement. Like she, I bet you, who the fuck else? She's fighting what? Uh, Liz Carmouche next. Liz Carmouche is probably shitting herself right now. But then again, she does hold a victory over Valentina Shevchenko, which is by TKO stoppage. Yeah, but that but was. I'm pretty sure it was. It was definitely on the ground, probably by mount or something. But her her jiu-jitsu was pretty good too. Remember what she now did it Juliana is. Pena? But yeah, that was early in her was career. That? She was. That was her eighth fight. Yeah, that was 2010. That's nine okay. years ago. Nine years ago, touche. Return of ever since then, she's been a monster. Yeah, Nunez lost. Nunez lost, but like she. I remember when she was still developing. She remember she had that close fight against Kaufman, but it was like she. Yeah. I think she debuted in the UFC. That was her like, debut. Oh shit! You beat Sarah Kaufman. Yep. I remember thinking that was a big deal because I'm like, wait, who is this girl? She beat Kaufman. Then I remember 
she was coming off the Nunes loss. Then they matched up home with her, and I'm like, why is home fighting this Chevchenko? We went there for that like, one. What the fuck? We were and then she easily yeah. handles home. You're like, yeah. oh, what the hell? Yeah. So, and I also thought she beat Amanda Nunes the second time. Yeah, a split decision too. I, I gotta watch that fight again too. Even Man, I really, yeah. I really think it was clear. Well, that. at least then you know, if you feel that way, there should be a lot of other people that feel that way, and so hopefully we can eventually see them fight each other again. Because, again, the whole thing about this is like, actually, we're gonna touch on this a little bit later, so we we shouldn't dive too too deep. In she it. might be the but best female fighter when you think about she what might. she's doing in different weight classes yeah. and. Like Amanda Nunes, look at who she's let's, beaten let's, in Let's her save resume. this. Let's, yeah, let's okay. save this for this this next segment. So okay. Uh, well, well, actually, it's going to be in the double jab. So we'll save it for that. I don't want to dig too deep into it. But I personally thought Shevchenko has the best had the best in, uh, uh, fight uh, or sorry performance because again, she even though she was expected to win, she wasn't expected to win in this specific manner. Like to to completely demolish. Well, this guy. like like you said. It, it had so much of a likelihood of just being another, okay, cool, yeah, she won, and forgettable yeah. fight. But even though she was fighting someone that no one thought had a chance, she still managed to create yep. buzz coming out of it just because of how brutal that yeah. KO was. Rather so that just, is impressive. Yeah, she she beat Jessica. Yeah, that's She fucking murked Jessica I. Like, yeah. That's the best thing you could come yeah. out with, especially if you're a minus 1,000 favorite. Exactly. You know. Like, to do something like that where it's like, oh my, there's so many other outcomes and yeah. any of them would lead to, like, a forgettable thing, whatever for you, and you manage to, like, make it something. Shit. Yeah. Make, take something and make something. Yeah. Make, take nothing and, and make, make something, something out of it. Out of it. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's move along to our next segment. We got... Uh, the Bellator 223 recap. Uh, they had a decent card. They had a very decent showing uh, this past weekend. Uh, let's start off at the bottom of the main card. We're going to go with Kyoji Hiroguchi versus Darian Caldwell. Yeah, I had definitely. fucking Caldwell in a straight play and a parlay, so that fucking busted, obviously. Uh, I thought going into this fight that it was going to be a lot more favored for Darian Caldwell due to the fact that they're in a cage, you know, which is interesting because it played out in the completely opposite way. It helped Horiguchi, if anything, in my opinion. Like it, he kept threatening he kept, to use it to get up off the cage. He kept cage, it threatening right? as a, for a guillotine. He could use it to post up. Like he could, you know, that's how he was throwing his strikes. That's how he was able to, you know, keep Darion from, you know, being able to open up. He Caldwell was forced to focus on keeping him down. And I mean, throwing he, nothing. Exactly. That first round, he threw some good shots, you know. The first round was easily for Caldwell. Easy. Like, easy. he easily won that but round. But then, I guess, his gas tank started to catch up with him. Horiguchi was, you know, being more resistant than Caldwell probably was expecting him to be. Easily winning stand-up. Right? Uh, and then, yeah, the cage, which, again, for most people, most people that bet on Caldwell, they thought that was going to be the advantage. In this aspect, I thought it was the disadvantage. But you know what's funny? Horiguchi actually said that he prefers to fight in the cage. Perfect. He actually I made guess that I knew that before that fight. Fuck. Yeah. Like it, it makes it makes complete sense now because yep. you can't get the same type of posture that you can on the ring, uh, the ropes of a ring. Right? Yeah. Like, he probably likes it for getting up from wrestlers because he's he likes to strike more, but yeah. he has solid grappling. And then grappling. you can just wall walk or like threaten yep. with posting off the wall. So clearly, we know why now because that's probably one of his like major defenses of getting yep. up is to get get up along the wall of the cage and he can't. So do he was that just doing what pitter patter shots? Those you know two to five. Uh, that was enough to win. That, and that was little, literal, like love taps with the side of your hand. That just because Caldwell was, was fucking. Because it was yeah. something. Yeah. Like if Caldwell landed like one good elbow, he probably would have just won the round. But literally doing nothing. So he was literally just holding on. To so love taps. It was like right under Horiguchi's like belly button that he was trying to hold on to. Just yep. just the hips, just trying to keep. If it you down went on damage by love taps like this, yeah. There, Did you see afterwards? There's a video of uh, Caldwell pissed backstage. off backstage. Yeah, you saw that. 
Y'all know I won that fight. Y'all know I won that fight. And then he smacks the camera. The yeah, yeah I heard about that. I'm like, uh, dude, no, everybody scored it for Horiguchi, yeah. and if nobody. If you was lost like that, like if they gave you the fight, and you were in Horiguchi's shoes, you would probably would have been pissed. Hundred percent. Think about that. Who who said it? I think uh, Luke Thomas said that going into the decision, he thought the judges were going to fuck it up and give it to Caldwell. I kind of thought they were too. Really? <laughs> I would have scored it for Horiguchi. Don't get me wrong, but like knowing the state that we're in. Like, Fair not, enough. Not, sorry, not like the actual. But state I just think Caldwell did like, absolutely nothing besides hold him, and like that really played into it. Yeah, I was I, surprisingly I was not too worried about the judges fucking that one up. I thought it was going to be easy three two at least Horiguchi, if not four one. It kind of sucked though because obviously I had money on it, so I was just like, ah, yeah. Bitch. But that's a <laughs> but, big win for Horiguchi. Absolutely, two two company champion now, two promotion champion. And what's his last loss? Demetrius Johnson? Johnson. Oh no! Oh, that makes him look terrible. I like, wonder if uh, once Horiguchi's contract goes up, that the UFC would make a play. I, I, he could, I, will he want to? He's just tearing it up between all the other. Has he cemented himself as the greatest Japanese fighter? I don't know. Well, I don't. You got Sakuraba up there, yeah, but that was kind like of every, that was kind of our that was before our time. Let's be real. Uh, yeah, like, before we start was. watching UFC MMA. Who else do you got? Okami, Yushu maybe? Okami, his <laughs> biggest thing was, you know, just Horiguchi's stepping in the same cage skill as Anderson Skill-wise, Horiguchi is the best. Yeah. Not even, like, in terms of all aspects of MMA, he's so there's good. Not, there's no other he's Japanese so fighter that comes He's amazing. Hey, what's his record now since the DJ fight? Like, 10-0, and 11-0? Let's pull this bitch up. He's had so many fights since the DJ fight. Uh, so he was he was a uh, fifteen oh and two. Oh my god! I thought it was higher than that. Yeah, so fifty. Got, sorry, he was fifteen um, and two, right? When he lost he was the DJ 15 fight, and, two and, and now he's twenty five and two. Twenty eight and two. Twenty eight and two. He's thirteen and zero since the DJ <laughs> fight. Fuck. That is insane. It doesn't even and feel like it's been many... that long since he's been out of the UFC. April twenty fifteen, he left the UFC. And in that time, he's fought thirteen. Oh no! Times. Wait, sorry, sorry. Was it twenty fifteen? No, sorry. Yeah. 20, November twenty sixteen. November twenty sixteen was his last fight in the UFC. Sorry, that's what I meant. Because he didn't lose and then get cut. He just Yeah, he won left. three in a row. Yeah. yeah, and then he left. So outside and, of the UFC, and now he's, he's won, been destroying he's won nine everybody. fights outside of the UFC. So. And look at the names that he's beaten. Like Ben Nguyen, I think that was his first fight after getting cut from the UFC. You could, so was he, it? Yeah, and he murked him. No, 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 no. That was not his first fight. No? That was his second last fight oh, okay. for Risen. Yeah, he beat uh, Hideo Takoro. Oh, he's oh. got some big wins. Uh, Ian McCall and Darian Caldwell times too. So, you know, good for Horiguchi. I'm glad that he fucking got this win. It's 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 great to have a guy that's able to be like two promotion champions. So I think that's only good for MMA. I know we're never oh, yeah. going to see the UFC do it. I don't think we'll see the UFC do it until like Dana White has left at least. Yeah, I think Dana White's deal. balls are too big to be like, fuck you guys. I don't want to deal with anybody else. UFC is the best. If you're a good fighter, come to the UFC. We'll pay you handsomely. Otherwise, fuck these other other guys, right? Uh, moving on, we had Juan Archuleta and Eduardo Dantes. Uh, Archuleta, you know who the fuck Archuleta is now, don't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was brutal. That was brutal. I guess Dantes probably shouldn't have gone up to featherweight. No. We thought that would probably help his chin. I mean, he was looking pretty decent, but... Archuleta man. was just quicker. Archuleta yeah. was just... He's such a beast. I'm, I'm excited that he was like calling out Horiguchi, too, because that was pretty cool. He could go down to 35. I thought that was ridiculous. There. Why not? He's too big. He's at featherweight. Horiguchi's really a flyweight. But he he fights at bantamweight too. Archuleta. Archuleta fights at bantamweight? Yeah. 
Oh, I didn't know. I actually He's wanted. been a f 45, 55, 45, and He fought Bandeas at 145 as well. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're 145ers. Okay, I didn't realize he fought at he fought, he fight. He can well. fight at 35 as well, which is why he was calling him Ah, up. but still, I don't know. He, he he fights at Featherweight right now, Horiguchi, Flyweight. They're you so far apart. Um, I don't think he's a big enough name for Horiguchi. I just don't see why Horiguchi I hope they push fight. him, or they push him, because he's like 22 and... He has a fucking crazy record himself. Let me fucking pull that up. Before yeah, he's uh, he's out of TJ's camp, right? Uh, he's yeah, he's out of TJ's camp. What, uh, are, they, what are they called? Twenty three and one. Uh, fuck a body shop. No, something else. I can't remember their name. Uh, yeah, Eduardo Don. Or what am I looking at? Okay. Oh, his record. Decent. Yeah, to twenty two and one. I think he's still. Don't you feel like he needs like like uh, some sort of a bigger win first before he I starts to call out a horror Fucking resume, dude. Who's his loss? Is, is it even a name? No. He's at featherweight, right? Shouldn't he? Why isn't he calling out the Pitbull brothers or something? I guess you could do or that. Or the, the one Pitbull brother. But, but Horiguchi has like the most rub right now too, right? So Yeah, I guess. But I don't... That, that If I was Horiguchi, there's no way in hell I would have cared to make that fight. Uh, too big of a guy and too small of a name relatively. Yeah, I guess the payoff wouldn't be enough nope. if you got that victory. Uh, did you watch the Patrick Mix and Ricky Bendejas fight? I did not. That kid looks like a beast. Patrick Mix. Oh, yeah, it was like a minute in. Oh, yeah, I think I saw highlights of it, so yeah. it... I probably saw most he of it, actually. He where like he... tried going for a takedown. Eventually got yes, Ricky's back and just yep. fucking tapped him out. Yep, I remember. It was like quick in and out. Yep. The dude's, that kid is really good. I bet on him as well. He was a slight underdog. Uh, but just uh, watching a little bit of his fights, dude, he is very persistent with getting the takedown. He's lanky, and he's always seeking the submission. So he's, I think he's like overall he's 16-0. and 0. Yeah, uh, his record was ridiculous. He's, I remember he's seeing he's that. He's uh, 6-0 or 7-0 and 0 as a pro, but 10-0 and 0 as an amateur just finishing guys like ridiculous it's uh, he yeah he he's definitely a very promising guy they have in the bantamweight division so uh, that's a big win for him because archuleta was coming off a win over bandeas yep. but it, it was a lot harder for him yep like and bandeas had good. a huge name behind him like yep. a lot of people are like, Yo, the Gallagher like knockout, yeah, yeah I, I know a lot of people that bet on him too but uh with patrick mix when you have a guy with that type of grappling and that type of insistence in getting the fight to the ground he's fucking sick uh dylan danis you want to say anything about this guy I mean, he was fighting a total... Like, the guy he was fighting, I think, was coming off of two submission losses. So you're like, I wonder how this fight's going to go here. It's almost sad that it took him four minutes and 28 seconds to no, get No, no. Um, there was a good point made on commentary. I think Luke Thomas pointed it out, too. He he was purposely not going for the submission that was right there to just, like, land oh, some strikes. Okay. Like, he could have easily just subbed him right yeah, away. Yeah, like... Based on the position he was in, it was like... Like, to them, they were pointing out, they're like, yeah, it's pretty obvious he just didn't go for the submission on purpose. He just wanted to strike a bit. He broke it down as well himself on uh, on Instagram. He showed a video where he's like, uh, if you guys don't notice, I'm using my foot to push off on Humphrey's other bicep that's trying to hold uh, his arm in place. So he puts his foot, like, right on his bicep and then just pushes it to break the hold, and then he gets the arm and just fucking, like, torques mm. it. He's like, oh, people don't notice these little things. I'm like, Yeah, mm. small little details. Good for you, Dylan. Uh, yeah, I just... I, I've, said, I've heard a lot of people say they should, like, continue feeding him guys like Max Humphrey until no, he continues to get his... Come on, a little bit of a step up. Not, I'm not saying his, a crazy step his, up, but his, Max Humphrey, come on. His stand-up has got to be dog shit, let's be honest. I, I swear, his, I swear he... Can't, you can't... I swear he got clipped in his last fight before this. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't recall. I remember that. it was only, yeah. like, a minute, but I swear, like, even in that minute, he was losing the stand-up before he got the little heel hook. He's and gotta, that was against a pretty low level. He's got to like work on getting the fight to the ground as quickly as possible, or at least work on the you know his stand up enough to 
to play around there to lull his opponent to thinking, okay, he's going to strike with me for a bit. No, motherfucker, I'm going to take you down whenever I can. He's still young, though. Yeah. So if he if he does it correctly, he can get better really fast. It's interesting that fights. the fight's at 175 pounds, too. He's only fought at catchweights, which is weird. Uh, 175. Yeah, he's his big. other one was a catchweight, too. He's big. Why the fuck did I think he was like lightweight or featherweight? No. Oh, interesting. Uh it's funny it's like he he begged people to make a Wikipedia name, or a page for him, <laughs> and he still has no Wikipedia page. Oh wow! Uh, all right, uh, their first main event. If you notice that they announced it like that too, yeah, our co- first main event. The of main evening, event. Uh, Leo versus Chael Sonnen. Thoughts on that fight? I not mean, so much on Chael's retirement because we'll touch on that afterwards. But like, just your thoughts on the fight? Pretty much exactly what people expected. I think Chael just rushing in and. Dev, like, I didn't think he was going to be able to get a takedown on Machido. Machido's just too fast for him. Yep. And then as soon as Chael comes in, he's sloppy. It's easy to hit him. I, I thought it would literally be like it was the bull against the Matador, and I thought <laughs> Machido was a way better Matador than Chael was a bull, and it was going to be, like, an obvious outcome. So, I mean, it's also, like, the fact that he got dropped with the flying knee and then the same flying knee finishes him off, I like, know. come on, makes him... Like, Chael... He's okay. I'll talk more about this in the retirement. Right. I'll save that point for the retirement stuff. But uh, yeah, just um, I'm I'm happy exactly that up. I'm happy that Lyoto won this fight. Obviously, you yeah, know, I'd prefer him to win it. That's for sure. I wouldn't mind seeing him against Ryan Bader again if they want to eventually do that down the line. I think they have Ryan Bader booked to fight Congo coming I th- up soon. I, I, I would think that they do uh, Musasi Machida first because Musasi has also been has talked Musashi's a lot of shit. Musasi's middleweight though. Yeah, so is Machida. No, he fought it. Well, I guess he can go down a middleweight if oh, he wants. He's, uh, like, light heavyweight is him not cutting weight. I guess. So he could easily Does make... Does he still want to try? I think he's what? He's like 41, right? He's I th- well, I, I think... Honestly, I think he was just offered the Sonnen fight. He's at 41, yeah. Who did he fight in his last fight? Uh, Carvalho. And that was a middleweight fight, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Carvalho's a middleweight. Oh, I think you're right. Oh, it was a catchweight. Oh, because Carvalho, Carvalho missed, but missed it was weight. a middleweight okay, fight. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you're right. It's 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 probably just right. be, just the Chael fight, like just because it was okay. Chael, you didn't want to cut the weight, and Machida's so probably Machida like, easy fight. Yeah, and they fought before too, right? And Musasi, since that fight, has constantly talked shit about Machida and called him a, a druggy and steroid <laughs> user. Actually, I guess there's a little bit of a backstory there yeah. too, so that would be a fun fight. Side right. note: Musasi is awesome <laughs> <laughs> when he gets going on his rants because oh, he gives he has the no best. fucks, no Easiest. fucks. Easy. You want to know who yeah. fight, which fighter has the him least on Ariel's show or is, is always the best. Like doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Did you? There was another article I just read uh, earlier today about him. I'm, I just fight to get paid. Yeah, he didn't yeah. even. Give, he's like, I don't. This is a fucking job, yeah, and the better like I get at fighting, the more money I make. Yeah. So like, I, simple like, as I'm, that. Yeah. Otherwise, th- that's all <laughs> it is. It's just money for me. He just doesn't give a fuck. Just tells it like it is. Love so, yeah, I, I guess I wouldn't mind seeing Machida against Musasi next since Musasi doesn't really have any other well, Mus- contenders. Well, he's got to get by Lovato Jr. We're kind of just assuming it, but he... I mean, let's be real. It shouldn't really I, hit the ground, I, and he should I, he should destroy the dude. I made a small bet on Lovato Jr. Oh, really? He's plus 369. Oh, okay. okay. Fuck you. Okay. He's plus 369. You'd be stupid not to take that. Yeah, yeah, Especially yeah, yeah, with yeah. how good he's looked. He can just quickly do a back take and sub him. What happened like, the last happen. time Musasi fought a guy this good at jiu-jitsu do you remember the last guy you fought this good at jiu-jitsu jacare who had way better stand-up than lovato i agree and used that and it was actually winning the stand-up to kind of pressure him and then get i agree but if this fight does hit the ground i'm just saying there's a chance i don't know straight takedowns and just like when you have yo i don't know you're not a good striker and you're fighting musashi did you see the weigh-in pictures i think lovato jr is is massive fucking huge huge. musashi has fought big dudes just show you a quick picture before we uh the striking differential is too much so 
Musashi should definitely win, but I could I wouldn't be too surprised if he got subbed, I guess. Uh yeah. Well actually you know, honestly even if he does get subbed, that would be a little surprising. Musashi's really fucking good everywhere. Fucking with this shit. I don't even know where it is. That oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. There we go. Hit okay. it. Alright, we're good. I just wanna see I, okay. I've only seen a picture. But like Oh wow. Yeah. Oh shit, he's significantly bigger. Yeah. So like you gotta assume that he's gotta be he might have some strength on him too. So maybe all he needs to do is just clench him, drag him down. I think the skill gap in overall MMA is too much. Yeah. He's just I got the jiu-jitsu. That. But we've seen we've seen Musashi in a close fight too already in Bellator against Shevchenko. Or I I kind sorry. of um I'm okay with like writing that one off because he he just ate one left hand that shut his whole eye down and then he just went oh, yeah, to yeah, grapple yeah, yeah, mode. Yeah. Like, it wasn't really the yeah. real Musashi. Like, he was just all worried about the fucking I, eye. Like, I'm not trying to completely downplay how good Musashi is. Obviously, he's one of the best in the he's world. He's amazing, yeah. He's really good. Uh, I just think that this, you know, the the, the odds is just a little yeah. bit out of whack. Considering what Lovato can bring to the table. You. I think he'll win, yeah. but plus 360 yeah. to it's get Lovato, that's a little ridiculous. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, lastly, before we move on to the next uh, topic, we got uh, Roy McDonald and Neiman Gracie, who headlined this card. Uh... Two forty-eight, forty-sevens, and one forty-nine, forty-six. Let's start off with the scoring. I'm, I'm, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I was in and out of this fight, so <laughs> I didn't. It was like what one a.m. I don't blame you. I don't I blame you at all. Of, okay. Like I would just randomly right. like open my eyes, and it's like, oh, there's two minutes left in the first, and oh, now Rory's just on top, landing elbows, and I'm oh. like, oh shit. So my whole perception throughout the whole fight was like, oh, I guess Rory easily won a unanimous decision oh. here, but. Then when I saw the scores, I'm like, oh, this guy, like, um, Neiman actually won two rounds. So now, I, I honestly, I got to rewatch that fight. Watch 100%. the fight. In my opinion, it, like, the 48-47s probably came from the first round and the fifth round. The fifth round, Neiman Gracie had the most control because he actually got right down. Got him in, like, really dominant position, but was not able to finish the fight. Uh, Rory's always been good at He's the, good. His jiu-jitsu is really good. Yeah. I'll give him that. I thought, I, I may have overrated Neiman Gracie's jiu-jitsu, which is amazing, yep. but also maybe have forgotten a little bit about how good Rory McDonald is. Yeah. When you uh, look at it, as well as even the, the Damian Maya fight, the first round, he got taken down, but Maya couldn't do anything other than float on top of him while Rory kept using Butterfly Guard. He kept, like, shucking just him off. Yeah. Maya has amazing control, so he stayed on top. But Maya couldn't do much of anything other than advance. just maintain yeah. top position. Then he gassed him out and couldn't take him down after. Like, Rory's got really good defensive jiu-jitsu against these top-notch Brazilian yeah. uh, jiu-jitsu guys. So. so my dark horse is officially out of the welterweight yep, tournament. Uh, we're getting the rematch. So we get the rematch. I'm excited for that, versus D- Douglas Lima. Let's, let's touch on that a little bit. What do you think? Who who wins? Uh, who should be favored? I, who favors? I think, honestly, I think Rory I think will be favored. Rory should be the slight favorite. He yeah. did win the first fight. Um, but it's going to be close. I really do think Lima is going to win because he seems really determined right now to get that win back. It's I'm, all about I'm the writing grappling. off. I'm writing off the Rory mental thing. Like, I think he's okay. I now, think that. Yeah. I think he's fine. Yeah, you may have I, looked um, into that a little bit too much, but how could you not after the way he was acting after that John? Fitch yeah, fight? that was a little strange. Right? But he seemed like, like you know, like calculated and just had a solid performance against Gracie. So he should be okay against Lima, but I still think Lima is going to get the win. Um, stand up, it seems clear Lima's the better fighter. Rory's got the ground advantage. I just think this time. Lima f- will probably correct his mistakes 
and, and just beat him up on the feet, like yeah. And he, he just seems he just seems more hungry too. There's yeah. like that little X factor where there's not much logic in it, but he just seems so determined to get that win back because he feels like he shouldn't have even lost it. Yeah, like he feels so down on himself about it. I just he think does well in uh, rematch as well too, because I believe yeah, he beat right? Lima and uh, not Lima. Koreshkov twice Koreshkov after twice, that first fight. Yeah. Well, so, the first fight, he said he did go in injured, yeah. lost the decision, then he kind of destroyed him twice. So it's like, okay, well, we, we kind of believe you now. I, I wouldn't be opposed to placing a small bet on Rory McDonald if he, if his underdog odds get a little crazy. Because I think, you know, it will open. Rory has a slight favorite where I think that... I think money know, will come on Lima, yeah. Definitely people are going to bet on Lima. From anything, everything that I've heard, people who bet Lima the first time around are probably going to bet Lima again. I think so. I so. think so, too. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was a very entertaining bout for 223 that ju- or 222, 223, 222, 222 that just went down. Uh, they got 223 coming up this weekend with Musasi and Lovato Jr., which we touched on a little bit, uh, as well as Paul Daly against Eric Silva, which should be a fucking barn burner. Just of a, a fight. fun, fun fight. And the return- oh, it's Eric. This oh, this is right. This is Eric, Eric Silva, Silva the sauce. Eric, yeah. Eric, oh yes. Eric the sauce Silva is oh. back, yo. Oh, I almost forgot. <laughs> Fuck, yeah. Dude. I, I better see like that 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 ripped I see the chisel just ripped again. Oh, I not wish that I faded have... USADA wait, bullshit. Wait, wait, let me. I think I still have the the weigh-ins right here. Let's see. If, you better have retired that USADA physique. Is it still muted? All right, perfect. Uh, let, let's see what fucking Eric Silva looks give like him, now. Give him all the cocktails. Give me, give me some. Uh, let's let's get some uh, drugs in that body. Uh, okay. Oh wait! Hold on, hold on, oh, hold on, hold on, was that him? Here we go! Here we go! Here we go! Here we go! Oh no, he looks like USADA Silva. Kind of. Let's see them turn around. Show me some. That abs, looks baby. like Usada Silva. Okay, Show maybe maybe abs. an in between actually. Let's see. Yeah, Flex for me, baby. Okay, no, yeah, that's, that's not. Yeah, that's not. That's not. Soft that's like Silva. slightly better than Usada yeah. Silva. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but more so on the Usada side. Yeah. Well, it looks like. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, poor guy. I don't know about that now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Paul Daly is a heavy favorite. In that oh, I, I I was yeah. just about to say I I would go with Paul Daly by TKO. Yeah. Probably second round TKO. I made I made a small bet on uh, the guy that James Gallagher is fighting as well because, you know James Gallagher, Gallagher should not be minus four hundred and one, minus four. In any fight, when you're that fight. young in your career, yeah. anybody can beat you. And yeah, this, fuck this that. guy is really good too. This Hawaiian kid. So oh, uh, Hawaiian, uh-huh. tough as fuck. <laughs> Jeez, Tony, <laughs> you're very adamant about that Yo, one. Samoan or Hawaiian? As Samoan, as Hawaiian, that, Mexican. Like, oh shit! Yeah, a Hawaiian Mexican would be the ultimate kid. <laughs> Man, those guys like even if they're shit at fighting, you, they're they'll they can still me. win. Yeah, Punch go ahead, me. hit me. I dare you. Yeah, they're tough. <laughs> they're so tough. All right, let's fucking move on to the to the double jab. We're gonna bring in my man Big Rob to help us out once again. What's going on, Big Rob? Hey guys. Uh, yeah. Let's just fucking get into it. I don't, I don't got much to kick this off with. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, guys. So for the first one here, uh, we got. Uh, sorry, yeah, uh, Shiv. <laughs> Oh, you Sorry, I, I had he this. killed it the I first time. He killed it the first time. Your time's flawless. <laughs> <laughs> the pressure's on now. Yeah, when the, okay, when the so camera's on. <laughs> Shevchenko came off uh, another impressive performance at UFC 238. Is there any legit challenge left for her at 125 pounds, guys? All right, so I'm going to kick this one off. Uh okay. So we touched on her a little bit before. She came off a super fucking amazing win over Jessica I. Uh, the one thing that I don't really see for her, unfortunately, in the UFC is um, viable challengers at 125 pounds. I mean, if you're fighting uh, Valentina Shevchenko, you want to be able to uh, 
beat her at at least one point in her game. Like she's beaten Juliana Pena. I know that was at 135 pounds, but a lot of people going into that fight thought that Pena Pena was gonna have the grappling advantage. She didn't. She fucking subbed her. Uh, striking. She beat Holly Holm strike for strike, pretty much. Uh, and then in the Man of Nunes fights, you know, those are the only close ones. I know, unfortunately, we're never going to be able to see uh, fucking Amanda Nunes go down to 125 and try to be the, you know, champ champ there. Um, but let's see what, what what else she has sitting over at 125. Kaylin and Liz Carmouche, who she's scheduled to fight next, is not going to beat her. Joanne Caldwell, who just lost. And then... Uh, we lost, uh, you know, jo- Joanna Yanjechik, which was the only fun fight for her at this division. So what do you got? What do you got, Tony? Yeah, I don't I don't see any competition for her. Caitlin Chukagin is ranked number two. <laughs> that should say enough about the division as is. Eh? That's the top contender, apparently. Oh, well, Liz Carmouche. Like, the Carmouche fight, it's, it's, it's something to keep things moving along for Shevchenko and to way to get her to avenge a loss on her record. Even Which is, it was, so it's kind of, you know, being progressive. That's why it's fine. Like, I don't mind when they book matchups like this just for a, kind of like a fighter to get his revenge. Or, Especially or when there's nothing the else there. Exactly. So I don't mind the booking of that. But, yeah, at flyweight, it's too thin. The skill gap is is just way too much. Like, in, especially the striking, it's not even fair. Like, it's just, it's literally at that level. Um, so at 125, nothing. You have I to look a little love... bit further. You have to look a little bit further down for people that are eventually after two or three wins might be viable contenders. Macy Barber, Montana De La Rosa, and uh, Andrea Lee. Those are three names yeah, that you should eventually enough. look out for. But I, continue, sorry. I think she should go up to bantamweight, though, and fight Nunez again. Yeah. Um, just because uh, I think a lot of people do agree that she won that second fight, so it probably should be 1-1, and there's not really much left for Nunez or her, but... At the same at the same time, she probably won't get that fight because I think Nunez uh, wants to just beat Holly home and then retire. That's what I've been hearing so. too. All right, what's next, Rob? All right, guys. So next one we got uh, Cowboy and Ferguson lived up to the hype until the anticlimactic end. So where do these guys go from here? And uh, is a rematch warranted? Okay. Um. So starting off, no rematch. No. Um. That fight definitely felt like like I had it one one after the second, but it it, it felt like it was clear. Ferguson was getting in his groove. He was busting up Cowboy. Cowboy had the broken nose. Um, so I thought it was still a legit win. Even though there was the shot after the bell, everybody... I thought people were making too big, too big of a deal of it. I mean, it was, it was a good shot, but I don't think it rocked Cerrone, hurt him that badly. It didn't lead to the finish. The finish was Cerrone fucking up. Yeah. Like, he should know, knew not to blow his nose, but he did it anyway. And then his eyes shut, and they had to stop the fight. That's on Cerrone. So for me, Ferguson... I don't care if it's by, marred by a little bit of controversy. The guy has a fucking 12-13 fight win streak dating back to when there was no women's division in the UFC or whatever, all those facts that he yeah. lifted, like 2012, 2012 when he lost to Michael Johnson. Give the guy a title shot. He shouldn't have even had to fight this fight at all. Yeah. He got through it. He got the win. Give him a goddamn title shot. That's it. Enough said for Tony Ferguson. Um, Cerrone, I, I think he should just take a few months off and then you know have a, get, get another fun fight in there to maintain his high ranking. I absolutely agree that we should not have a rematch for this. There is no need for that. We knew what was going to happen if that fight even made it to the third round. You know, the the momentum was obviously swinging in Tony Ferguson's uh, favor. And we know that Tony Ferguson, when he starts getting up ahead of these guys, going deeper into fights, there's no way he's going to start regressing. I, I can't remember the RDA fight completely, but if from what I recall, it was a later fight or later rounds that he was strong. No, so just, just a quick thing on that. So the first round, Ferguson seemed a little reckless and getting into RDA's face, got countered a lot, lost the round. Second round, he kind of fought more smarter and did what did his thing, won the round. Third round, he fought exactly like the first round, lost that round. 
fourth and fifth fought exactly oh. like the second round and cruised to an easy win. See, this so. is why I need Tony around. This yeah. guy fucking remembers everything certain, that happened in yeah, every single round. Things. It's fucking Certain fights only, yeah. The I don't remember, I remember what the I remember. fuck I ate this morning and this guy can tell me, <laughs> no. you know, what Tony Ferguson probably threw in the second minute of the second <laughs> yeah. round. Here's the thing. I remember the things that I, w I care to remember really well. The things I remember, I remember well. Let's just say it like, that way. Yeah, yeah anyway. I, I don't think they need a rematch. Uh, give Tony Ferguson the winner of Dustin Poirier and Khabib Nurmagomedov. Let Donald Cerrone fight Justin Gaethje. I wouldn't mind that fucking fight. Oh, shit. Right? Why not? All right. Let's fucking just move on. That's what I got to say. Gaethje wants a big fight. Yeah. That's fighting up, too. Like, yeah. it's either Connor or Cerrone. So, yeah, yeah anyways. I agree. All right, Rob. What's next? Okay. So, the third one here. We got uh, Brendan Lognane put on a gutsy performance at the contender sorry, the contender series, but was overlooked due to a takedown in the last 10 seconds. Would you give him a contract after that performance? Uh, so this is a very highly debated topic over the last week. Um, it's it's hard to look at this right on in terms of like bang on because first of all you got to think about this through Dana White's eyes because it is the Dana White Tuesday Night Contender Series, um, and secondly, like if you want to base it on performances, I wish I could have showed you the Soriano fight because you haven't seen that one. And he's the other guy that, or Soriano, Soriano, whatever the fuck his name is, he's the other guy that I got uh, given a contract. So he got a contract as well as the guy that won by leg kicks, the heavy favorite or heavy underdog. Uh, so the guy went for broke pretty much in the first round. Serrano went for broke in the first round. And then the second two rounds, he started to gas because he's never been out of the first round, but he, he out grappled the guy. And glitches back, by the way. Um, <laughs> he outgrappled the guy. So everybody's pissed as to why that lock name was, uh, lock name was overlooked uh, for going for a takedown in the last 10 seconds. Whereas Serrano, you know, going for takedowns in the second and third round to, you know, preserve his energy as much as possible was given a contract. That's where the controversy lays. And I, I completely understand that aspect of it. Uh, but again, you got to look at through this through Dana White's eyes. He's looking for, like he said, killers. He's looking for people that are going to entertain people. He's not necessarily looking for uh, a star. He is looking for a flash in the pan. I called it the flash in the pan series, not the contender series, because most of these guys probably won't be contenders, you know, outside of maybe Sodiq Yusuf, who's a fucking great talent. Uh, Sean O'Malley has a great following now, too. But some of these guys from the contender series, they're probably not going to be able to get, uh, you know, a contender status. I think they're more so a flash in the pan. What about you? What, what did you think about this? Um, okay, thing? so um, based off the performance, I probably wouldn't have given him a contract. Me neither. But... Um, not because of the takedown last 10 seconds. I think yeah. it's ridiculous that that was the reason he didn't get exactly. one. I just think as in terms of an overall performance, you're 17 and three, you're fighting like a lower level guy. It was a tough back and forth type fight. I just don't think you're UFC ready. Maybe you should get another fight and get a more impressive win before you can get in. So I don't mind him not getting a contract, but just not for that reason for the takedown. Considering he was a minus 350-ish favorite going into that exactly, fight. Exactly, exactly. You feel so you like he should have had in. a stronger performance because like we, we just watched it literally right before recording this podcast mm -hmm. and uh, he was getting touched up. Like Yeah, 100%. He was still getting hit even though the other guy seemed a little sloppy with his defense and he was throwing awkward shots. But yeah, he was he was definitely getting hit. I don't think it was enough to, to get a contract, no. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, it's clearly biased for like entertaining fights yeah. because at the end of the day, Dana White's a promoter and he's thinking it from, from a business perspective, what's going to attract the most fans. Yeah. So yeah, naturally it's, it's, it, that's just a tough reality of it, which is kind of stupid because we'll just make a kickboxing then. Yeah, that's like, true. Like, what the fuck? It's MMA. Like, ha half takedown should be like, seen as significant as, like, landing a crazy wild It's like It's like half of that. MMA. Yeah. Like, you can contest the fight standing or on the ground. Like, yeah. that's a whole different element. And, yeah. you know, it's important to MMA. All right, what's next, Rob? 
All right, guys, so uh, Chael called it quits for a second time after his loss to Bachita. Do you think this retirement sticks, and what are your thoughts on his career? Okay, so, um, yes, the retirement sticks. He's too old to come back now. He doesn't seem to be getting better. His plan is always just a bull rush, uh, poor striking defense, and just hope for the takedown. And even then, against top grapplers, he gets out grappled to the point where he has absolutely nothing left in his um, repertoire to do until he just gets TKO'd on the ground by covering up. So Once he gives up, you know he's given up. Yeah, so that was the point I was going to make earlier was how... Like, he just doesn't get better, and it's always the same fight where he almost just seems desperate. Like, he just does a lot of desperation moves, and you're like, it's like the spinning back fist against Anderson Silva. Like, as soon as it's not going his way and he can't do anything offensively with grappling, he just kind of goes a little nuts and gets weird and desperate, and it's not, it's just not good. Like, and he never got better from that, and he's too old at this point, so... um, I, I'm happy with the retirement, but at the same time, what he did was super impressive. Like, I still remember watching that first Anderson Silva fight and just wondering what the fuck I was watching until he lost by the submission. So I remember being a fan of his at that time, but then it kind of got old after a while when he just kept doing that, and then, like, his performances were like, what the fuck? You're getting your ass kicked now, yeah. right? And you're like, you keep talking shit, but you just do the same thing over and over and over, so... Yeah, I think I think his retirement came too like uh, came too late. I don't even think he should. I have think it was or... I think it was perfectly timed. You know, what I mean, uh, you know, he had that four year gap roughly or three and a half year gap after he fought Rashad Evans in the UFC to when he made his Bellator debut against Tito Ortiz. Uh, you know, post retirement, post initial retirement, he went two and three. Uh, he beat uh, Vanderlei and Quentin Jackson, and then he lost to Tito, Fedor, and Lyoto. Um, I was kind of a fan of the guy, you know, like initially when uh, I feel like it was getting a little bit overdone when he just kept doing that, that bad guy persona, I just, I, a part of me started to get a little bit sick of it, but then he, like, he does things like the, the whole Kevin Ioli thing, like, where Kevin Ioli's like, you know, the worst drug cheat in MMA history retires or some shit like that, right? And then uh, Chill's like, hey, Kevin, uh... Uh, I'm not the worst drug cheat of all time. I'm the best drug cheat of all time. I'm like, you fuck. Like, how does he always turn bad shit into good shit? He's got, he's definitely got some entertaining. What did I pop? What did I pop for? Everything. Yeah. Cause I was on everything. Like this is like, I love how he runs into it. He doesn't run away from it. He runs right the fuck into it. That's why I think even when he made his podcast, it was a good fucking idea. That's a solid point. When he pokes fun at himself for being on all the drugs and stuff. I like that. Other people get like so sensitive around the topic, but he He just fuck it. I'll, I'll own up to it. I do that's, love that. That's why Cello will always hold like a, a place in my heart because he has that like type of persona and that like just that machismo in a sense. Like, yeah, I did something. Fuck you guys. Yeah, Whatever. fair enough. All right, what's the last one, uh, Chris? Oh, Chris, wow. Fucking Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the next name that we're supposed to be talking okay. about. Oh, <laughs> I was like, where'd you get Chris? Yeah. Oh, I see. <laughs> All right, let's go. Okay. So the next one we got here is uh, Weidman announced he's moving up to light heavyweight. Do you think he'll be successful in his run at 205 pounds? Uh, so Weidman, I think this is the right move for him, first of all. Uh, he is, you know, he's not the smallest middleweight. He will be on the smaller side of light heavyweight, but I think his uh, attributes in wrestling will definitely help him in that. So he probably won't get overpowered too much by some of these guys. Uh, another plus is that he could probably get that Luke Rockhold fight back too, because obviously Rockhold's gone up there and he's fighting Blakovich uh, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, 
I, I love this for Chris. Like, I, I think this is just a whole new leaf for him. Uh, and we all know how fucking wide open the light heavyweight division is. Like, it's just, you know, two wins for Chris Weidman would probably find him in a title shot. You know, like, it would be great to, if if Rockhold wins, he gets that Smith fight. And then if Weidman, you know, we, we don't even have a first fight set up for Weidman. So I'm not sure what to totally expect in his debut at uh, light heavyweight. But I think in terms of just attributes alone, I think that he's going to be really good. Uh, in terms of transferring and going up in weight. A lot of people have, have had success going up in weight, and I think it's going to be the same for Chris. Does he become champion? Probably not. But. Yeah, um, I think it's the right move for him. He just has too many losses to too many of the top guys in middleweight. He's been stopped in all of them. Um, he's already, he talked about early in his career going up to 205. I don't, I, I still think he, he will probably be undersized. So it's kind of up in the air for me how well he does. Um, I don't think he'll be, break into like top five, but maybe he'll be like a six to ten type of guy. But you you got to think that there's not a lot of strong grapplers up there at two hundred five. Uh, like just even yeah, but you know what top. it is too. I find his skills like a little overrated. Interesting. In terms of like, I don't know if his grappling is strong enough at light heavyweight to actually do much against some of these guys. Um, light heavyweight's getting better now. Yeah. Like some of these middleweights going up, you're like, oh shit, these guys shouldn't have been cutting weight. Like Anthony Smith for sure. It's like, oh. You're benefiting huge from not cutting weight. But this like, could be ridiculous. the same. He could have the same effect as Santos and Smith. You know why I don't think that's true? Because in one of his fights, like, I don't think, I don't even know if it was the last one or the one before that, he was walking around light. Like, he managed to just get his regular weight low, and it wasn't a hard weight cut or anything. Like, I think before he this was This will doing probably give him some reason to... To blow it up again, up. or maybe? Yeah. yeah. I don't... Uh, it, it's either... Like, here's the thing. It's a good move for him because he does need some sort of reboot. Um, I'm just questioning how successful he'll be still. Like, I don't know if his best days are behind him. They probably are, in my opinion. Last question on this before we move on. Uh, do you think he will see at least a title shot? No. Okay. Nah, I think I, I think I don't he will. A, I don't know if it's, no. I think he'll see at least a title shot. No, I, I think, uh, I think like, an Anthony Smith would beat him. Yeah. I think a Tiago Santos would probably even beat him. Uh, I would I would beg to differ against Anthony Smith. I think he beats Anthony Smith. Really? I don't yeah. think so at all. We got to see what his first first, yeah, first exactly. fight is like when he comes in. So he should get some six to ten guy coming off a loss. I mean, Weidman's one and four. He just needs a solid win. Uh, yeah, again, light heavyweight is open. So if he can string together at least two wins, he should find himself in the top five. Uh, let's move on to the last uh, segment of the of the podcast. Uh, we're gonna go over. You know, the next two UFC main events aren't like the biggest in terms of dedicating an entire segment to them, but they are notable enough that we should at least touch on them. So, uh, well, I just want to give a big shout out to Big Rob as well, helping us as always. You may have slipped up on Shevchenko this time. I'm sorry. But you'll be fucking back. <laughs> you'll be back. Thanks, guys. And you'll be better. <laughs> yeah. I'm working on it. Getting better every time. <laughs> yeah, you are. That All is right. true. Let, let's touch on uh, the first main event. So, Hanato Moikano against Korean Zombie. This actually goes down tomorrow, so I'm going to try to get this out ASAP. So, this is actually relevant. So, I don't want to spend too much time on it because I think most people will listen to this after the event. So, just quick thoughts on Hanato Moikano and Chan Sung Young. Do you think that, uh, where does this put this guys? Where does this put these guys if they get a victory here? Um, I think I think it's definitely a bigger fight for Chan Sung Young. I, I feel like he's almost getting rewarded a bit yep. by getting someone so high ranked because you know he he was literally one second away from winning the Yair fight pretty convincingly until mm -hmm. he just got knocked out with that elbow. But 
Um, I think it's a it's it's a fine booking for Moicano because it gets a name on them, even though it's not like a crazy ranking for Chan Sung Young. It's just it's still a good uh, name on the resume, especially coming off the Aldo loss. But I definitely think it's a huge fight for Chan Sung Young. Well, it Chan Sung Young him is twelve and Hanato is five. five. Yeah, so this could vault him right back into the top five and erase that loss totally. So I definitely think Chan Sung Young. This is a way bigger fight for him, and uh, you know he got a good roll of the dice here in getting this matchup. Do you think he gets the victory? Stylistically, man, logically, you would have to go with no because Moicano is more of a tech technician. Uh, like you know, keep him, keep him on. He'll the have more of an big. output than I, than uh, Yair had, in my opinion, as well, too. So, and then Chan Sung Young pretty much has to do. But here's the thing: Moicano can get pressured if that's what Aldo showed. So if Chan Sung Young really gets Young, in his face, and I know he won't pressure with bombs like Aldo. Yeah. But if he gets in his face constantly and keeps at him, he might be able to uh, wear him down enough to where Moicano's movement slows, and then he can start to tag him a bit more. No, and it's a five-round fight, you got to understand, yeah. too. We've what saw Moicano go down uh, in that third against fucking... Ortega when he went for Ortega, an ill-advised yeah. takedown, yeah. But maybe, you know, if Chan Sung really pressures, he might lose the first, maybe the second rounds, and then start to turn it around, kind of like a pseudo Mariah style, where he just gets yeah. in his face, so... I don't know. I could see that happening. I have I have a pretty hefty bet on him not to call Moicano because I, I, I just don't see how he loses this fight. Stylistically, I agree with you. Stylistically, yeah. I don't see how he loses this fight, especially if you look at that Yair Rodriguez fight. You know, like the only thing I see that Chan Sung Young has over Hanato is probably um, the cardio. Like, yeah. that's the only thing I really see him. I think that Hanato Moicano could put Chan Sung Young out, you know, Korean zombie or not. I think that Moicano yeah. has the, the, the accuracy and the, the technical ability to be able to land those pre precise shots. I think so. Yeah, like stylistically, you probably should win. And his ground game is decent too. For, so it's for, not like... for me, it's more of like a cardio or a mental issue. Yeah. If if he wilts under that, so. I think I think he'll he he will finish Chan Sung Young under four rounds. Okay, I think that uh, I think it will be a finish for sure. Um, yeah, I I think he should. You know, he'll he'll definitely vault himself right back into the top five discussion as well, especially after coming off that Jose Aldo loss. Um, I I don't know who you can match him up after with. You know, like. Uh, you guys, Zabiz Magomed Sherpov probably fighting uh, Brian Ortega in the summer. Don't want to uh, do the rematch with Aldo. Edgar's fighting Holloway. Yep. Volkanovski's going to wait. We already had the St uh, Stephens or the Stevens uh, fight before, so we don't need to see that again. Maybe Josh Emmett. He's fighting uh, yeah, Rasad Bektik coming out. Like so. The only logical one would be Volkanovski, but he's obviously just, just yeah. going to wait for Edgar Holloway to happen and then get the winner. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. He doesn't really have many options. <laughs> I, I wish there was... I feel like this isn't, like, a a solid main event. Like, I think it's nah. just... Like, it's... Uh, okay, we'll take it. Like, it's, yeah. it's not fucking Artem Lobov. It'll be Cup fun. Swanson. It'll be funner than It'll that. It'll be fun. It's more significant than that, obviously. Um, but I just... Yeah, I, I don't know. I, it, it's hard for me to... Like, I, I'm more excited to see Brian Barberina fight, to be honest. I want to see if he can go in there and just, like, steal Bam, Randy Bam. Brown, which I think he should be able to do. Easily. You know, uh, it, this was the John Lineker show until fucking, you know... Yeah. <laughs> John Lineker, unfortunately, had to pull out this morning. Uh, I'm I'm really high on Montana De La Rosa. She's an underdog underdog coming into this fight against Andrea Lee and I think she's going to shock a lot of people so I'm excited about that fight uh, Kevin Holland you remember Kevin Holland yep what a fucking do. G I hope he comes out and has a strong, <laughs> strong performance here Kevin Aguilar uh, a monster on the feet uh, he has a tough test against Dan Ige I think he's going to yeah, win that Dan fight Dan Ige has got some crazy grappling uh, Ashley Yoder I think she should have some success against Sierra Kondo return of Matt Wyman Matt, I was about to say Matt Wyman's Matt still fighting Matt motherfucking Wyman he hasn't fought since 2013 his last fight he hasn't Isaac fought. Valifag. He uh, hasn't fought since 2013. Why is he sure coming out of retirement for this? 2014. Sorry, 
as Isaac Valley Flag. Why is he doing? But he this? never he never formally retired either. He's just been out. Look, he was scheduled to fight in twenty fifteen yeah, against Leonardo Santos. That didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> so he's coming. To, he's coming back to fight against Luis Pena, which is a very tough test to come back to. Yep, probably um, gonna lose. Let's uh, be real. Jerzino Rosenstroik. I'm kind of. I'm slightly high on this guy at heavyweight because he's coming over from Glory, so he's like a very good kickboxer. Okay. Uh, and we know what Alan Crowder is best known for. Uh, you know that Greg Hardy fight. Yep. Uh, Ariane Lipsky. I've been looking forward to her return. You know she had a very flat debut against Joanne Calderwood back in January, but you know she's the violence. That's why they keep calling her. So hopefully she's allowed to, uh, you know, bring the violence with her this time to the cage. Um, Spicely. Spicely's back fighting Darren this Wynn. This motherfucker. It's still so insane. Have you me. seen this? Do you know who Darren Wynn is? Do you know much about this? this yeah, guy? he's from AKA the wrestler. Yeah. Do you yeah. know? Do you, do you know why he's like? Why people are like? Mm, I don't know if this guy's gonna be. He's five foot five fighting at fucking one eighty five. Oh, is he that? I remember him. He fought Tom Lawler. He fought Tom Lawler. I remember he was so TRT's. tiny. But his wrestling is so good that I think yeah. he's been able to get away with it. Maybe at the high level, maybe not. But, yeah. dude, Spicely. Like, Eric Spicely's by sub is plus 450 right now. Interesting. Interesting. And I think that is Spicely's best path to victory. 100%. He's that's huge. all he does. He's 6'1", going up against a guy that's 5'5". Five five. And he's a grappler. And he's a grappler. Strong grappler. So. I don't mind that bet at all. Uh, all right, let's fucking move on to the next UFC event, which was Francis Ngannou versus Junior Dos Santos. Uh, I think this is a very important fight at heavyweight. You could definitely see a clear number one contender, uh, you know, after Cormier defends against Stipe. So I don't know if, you know, uh, Cormier is talking about retiring after, you know, him fighting Stipe. Uh, but let's go into this thinking that Daniel Cormier is going to have another fight. Do you mm. think that JDS and Francis Ngannou deserve a title shot after a victory? Um, I wins. personally think after this fight for Daniel, it's either retirement or Jones and then retirement. So I don't think any of these guys will ever fight Daniel Cormier <laughs> for a belt. Yeah, I don't think it'll ever no happen. For, there's no need for him to fight. No, I think the winner of this either be, I mean, they're not announcing it for a title right now, so they wouldn't do it post, you know, after the fight. So I think the winner of this just fights for the interim or the, the, the new, the vacated yeah, maybe fight heavyweight Stipe, belt. Yeah. You know, for like the vacated belt or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm, 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 I'm gonna be honest. I'm scared for Junior. I'm always scared for Junior because I love he, Junior. He's pretty. And he's a pretty size, not sizable, but like a solid underdog right now, eh? Yeah, because he he gets hit too much, and and Ganu will kill you if he hits you, <laughs> and that's a big Touché. problem. Touche. Yeah, and he's he, and Junior's big and lovable, and nobody wants to see him get hurt, and yeah. he's probably gonna get hurt here. Like he he's definitely the better striker. He's got the better boxing, the better movement. He's he's overall the better MMA fighter. But in a five-round fight, Ngannou just needs one. And Junior gets but hit. But also, in a five-round fight, JDS has the clear advantage in terms of... Like, I think after two solid rounds, I don't think JDS has to really worry much about it. I agree it. with you. If, if, if this fight goes past, like, even, like, the halfway point of the second round... Yeah. JDS's odds are I wouldn't keep even, going up. I wouldn't even be surprised to see Junior Dos Santos come with a, a wrestling-heavy game plan. I don't Why see not? that at all. Why I, not? Because he's never done it. Even when he should, he's probably but never done it. He's never fought Francis Ngannou, <laughs> right? I, like, I, I, I think he'll be confident enough in his boxing and just rely on it. Okay. I, 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 honestly, skill-wise, Junior Dos Santos should easily win this. Yeah. But the problem is that it's a five-round fight, just one punch, and yeah. he'll go out. And I, he's I'd been say, put out. again, out of a five-round fight, I think Francis only really has a solid 12 minutes to work with to That's land fair. a heavy enough shot. 
that's where I think that Junior Dos Santos, you know, technique, his footwork, and everything is gonna uh, come come to light and 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 show. I the I can even see difference. Junior finishing uh, Francis in the later rounds if Francis has not put him out and starts to get worn down and tired. Yeah, I could see a big a TKO win for JDS, which would be huge for him. I I would definitely think that this fight is gonna end inside the distance. Yeah, like I that's don't for see sure. how you know again. I, I could I see JDS winning a decision. I could see that hundred. I could. I, I feel like we would see a JDS pour it on a little bit more than uh, Stipe was uh, in the later rounds against Francis Ngannou. And Francis Ngannou was like, he was tired, man. Like he, I, I, I trust JDS's cardio and and knowing that he'll be able to find the openings to finish Francis mm-hmm. late if it gets to like the fourth or fifth round. Yep. Uh, it would be. It would honestly be shocking to me if JDS won a decision. I'm I'm oh, not I'm enough. not I'm not convinced on Francis Ngannou, especially his gas tank, uh, until we see him again in the fourth or fifth round and actually hold his own and you know fair not enough, look like enough. he's about to fucking cough up a lung or something. Um, I I love the significance behind this fight. If you got, if you also remember, this fight was supposed to be a part of uh, UFC 239, which goes down I believe the week after this fight. So it's now it went from you know crucial fight on a pay per view to a headliner in a fight that we probably won't even need five rounds for. So. Uh, I don't know. Would you have been happy if they took another fight from this card and made it the main event since uh, Lawler and Woodley f- fell out? No, I think name wise, you got to give it to this fight. You got to give it to them. I mean, the only other one really is the co-main. There. I like, I like the co-main. Like that was well. Yeah, but that's more for the hardcores in terms touche. of like marketing a card. You got to do. You got to put the the heavyweights at the top. Um, so final thoughts on that fight, JDS and Nganu. You got. I I think I think Ngannou is gonna put him out, but I I really wouldn't be surprised if JDS like just uses footwork and crisp boxing and wins the fight too. So, so that could possibly set up Stipe versus Francis too. Yeah, you know I I don't know who else there really is a heavyweight. Uh, once Cormier leaves, uh, we got it right here. So we got Stipe at one, Francis at two, JDS at three. So that matchup makes absolutely perfect sense. Curtis Blades is going in to fight Shamil Abdurahimov, which is he was number like 10. number ten. Uh, so, you know, Curtis Blades is probably hoping for a JDS win because, you know, how many people really want to go see him fight Francis Ngannou for a third time mm-hmm. after being completely decimated the first, well, at least the second time for sure. Uh, Derek Lewis probably, you know, never will see a title shot again. Yeah. Alexander Volkov, I think he has Overeem coming up or did they already have that fight? No, they're, they're going to I believe that, that fight's coming up. So, uh, you know, the heavyweight, you know, division is kind of shaking. It's kind of... I am excited for this fight. Let me let me just say that. Like JDS and Ngannou, yeah, they've 100%. had their tough it's times, be a fun but fight. I am very excited for this fight. So there is still some life at heavyweight. Um, talking about life at a division, the only life really left at one twenty five is fucking Juicy Formiga and uh, Joseph Benavides. Yeah, the the clear top two contenders. Right? It's very clear cut. Benavides has the win over Cejudo. So yeah. that's that's enough reasoning for him to get a title shot off of this win alone. Yeah, easily. Uh, yeah. That's and for then, sure. if you guys mostly remember, there was uh, they actually fought before Jose Formiga and uh, Benavides TKO'd him, and Benavides TKO'd him. So it's obvious that number one and number two should fight each other, which is great, which is what they have lined up. But outside of that, it's really tough to see where this division is going to get rolling. They don't you even know. have a top fifteen because of a twelve. Oh, really? <laughs> damn! That's they sucks. have a top twelve. That's everyone in their division. Match well, right? match now number twelve. Uh, Rowland Pava number eleven. Alex Perez number ten. Who the fuck is Rowland <laughs> Pava? He made his UFC debut recently, and I, th- I think he beat a name if I'm not mistaken. But he has a decent. Uh, 
I think it'd be Jordan Espinosa. I don't Ryan Benoit. Why is Jordan Espinosa number eight? Kai Car France has been doing decent. Ryan Benoit, yeah, Rogerio Bonturin. That's well, the guy that. I don't know that, that is. That's either. the guy that beat uh, the fucking Russian guy. Uh, who's the Russian guy that was at one one twenty five? Ali Ali Bagotino. Nah, nah, nah. There was another Russian guy that was like, ah, uh, why is it fucking slipping my head? Ostalich or Obstalich or some shit. Can can we see his last fight on here? I need to. I need to know this. Uh, Mamed Magomed, something Magomed. It's got to be something Magomed. Bibulatov. Okay. Yeah, fucking Bibulatov. He yeah he, but Bibulatov was like minus four hundred, minus five hundred going into that oh, fight, and cool. I lost that fight. Um, and then yeah, Tim Elliott is still hanging around there. I almost completely forgot about that fucking guy. After one and two, it's such a drop off, man. Pantoja's looking good, and he's young, but he's just in the wrong. Like he's not going to be able to do anything in this division. Uh, what the fuck is Damian Maya still doing around? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Do you think this is a fight fight? Do you think this is a fight that's winnable for him against Anthony uh, Rocco Martin? Uh, it's definitely winnable, but it's a bad matchup because Rocco Martin has solid jujitsu, probably enough to stifle and stop submissions, and then his stand up is so much better. And he's so easy, way he younger. Just beat a, a and he's getting better and coming into his own and entering his prime. Maya's on the way out, so this is definitely a tough matchup for Maya. Just beat a very tough jujitsu guy in Sergio Moraes as well, where he beat his fucking front leg up, the calf kicks. We're fucking slowing down Sergio yep. Rice. You know, it's going to be interesting to see if he can implement that same game plan against Tammy and Maya, who I think goes for the takedowns a little bit harder. He than just Sergio rushes, Marais. yeah. So you know, Anthony Martin, Anthony Martin's going to really have to bring his uh, his kicks back if he wants to be successful with that type of game plan. Uh, Roosevelt Roberts is a big fucking name coming up. I'm not sure if you know too much about nope. him, but he's very talented. Eight and zero going up against Vince Pichel, so it's kind of good for Roberts to be taking this kind of slow climb up. And Pichel's you know not the worst out there. He's he's a decent fighter, so this should yeah, be decent. a good test for him. Uh, Drew Dober against Polo Reyes. That's a fun fight. Stand up guys. Uh, Alonzo Menafield against Paul Craig. I'm really looking forward to that fight. I don't know how fight. Paul Craig is still. In I the know, UFC, but he but still sure. beat fucking dude. He's winning somehow. He yeah. beat fucking yeah. He beat uh, Kennedy and Zetsuku in his last fight. Yeah, we got the submission again. Yeah. The triangle. And his setup for that was beautiful too. That was he, dope. He kind of like uh, ratted him into thinking that he was going for a sweep and then quickly turned into a fucking triangle. That was dope. That was so beautiful. Uh, I was really uh, looking forward to a, a Ricardo Ramos against uh, Sergio Pettis, but Sergio had to pull out, so that fucking sucks. Oh, okay, that's what the replacement Yeah, is. so they have right, some cool. next journey Newson guy. Uh, Vinicius uh, Mojea oh, against Eric, Eric Anders. Anders. He's healed up from that? He should be good, but Vinicius Mojea, really good jiu-jitsu, but really shit, well, shit-ish, shit-ish striking. So okay. Eric Anders should be able to have fun on the feet, uh, and as long as he can stay on the feet, uh, he should win this fight. Stay on the feet and throw something. Let's put it that way. Yeah, thank God they gave yeah. him like a not too great striker after yeah. that. Like the, yeah. he deserves that. Poor guy. I feel like that was a quick turnaround too. Right wasn't after that such a, a beating. Was it? That, I think that was the Jones and Smith card, which was back uh, in March. Yeah. What the fuck? You got dropped yeah. four times and your legs got yep. fucked up. Maybe you take a little time off. Uh, Jordan Griffin fighting a short notice guy as well. Jared Gordon return of him. I, I really like his style. Very forward pressure against Dan Morit. Uh, Justin Ledet against some uh, EFC heavyweight champion. So it's going to be interesting to see how. Uh, you know, if we can have, add another guy to the very dinosaurish heavyweight mm-hmm. division. Oh, Maurice uh, Green is back. Huh? Yep, Maurice Green. I fucking hate that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> fighting Junior Albini. So uh, there's a, there's some interesting heavyweight fights on this. Uh, Maurice Green, Albini, uh, Ledette, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce that guy's name. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, we got the heavyweight uh, main event as well with Francis Ngannou and Junior Dos Santos. I like the top three fights for sure. Like oh, yeah. The they, they have a, I feel like the top two especially have the most meaning as well, right? Important fights. Damian Myers kind of is just weeding out the welterweights that need to be weeded out. 
He's like the, he's a gatekeeper. The, yeah, he's a top ten gatekeeper. Yeah. Just trying to make sure you know only the good guys are able to pass by him. Um, and this, I believe, this is his first fight where he's not fighting a guy in his last couple fights. That's not like a wrestle heavy, you know, really Lyman good jiu-jitsu, good. right? Lyman oh yeah, good. yeah, okay, yeah, he'd be Lyman good. Uh, but yeah, before that, look at that run, man. Tyron Woodley, the top three wrestlers in the Colby division. Covington, and Kamaru Usman. I think what's his face got wrecked by the same three. Uh, RDA. No, he didn't fight Woodley, but Kobe Covington and Kamaru Usman back to back, and I think he had Tony Ferguson before that as well too. So, um, you know, big shout out to Damian Maia and RDA for taking these super tough fights. I don't think anybody wants to fight Kamaru Usman right now or Kobe Covington. Speaking of which, those two should be fighting each other relatively soon. Yeah, I think one of them is recovering from injury. Trying to get healed up. Yeah. Okay. Because they need to get that welterweight division fucking. Hundred percent. Yeah. Jeez. I I still think. uh, Usman's going to kill him, but we'll see. <laughs> uh, speaking of moving along, let's get to our last fucking segment, or our last little thingamajigger. Yeah. Uh, most anticipated fight of the bye week. Uh, I'll kick it up. I'll, do you already have yours off the top? Yeah, I, I, right, got, go I got mine. So I would actually go with um, Formiga Benavides for me. Damn. Just, just because okay. I, know, I know they're the flyweights, but I've always been a huge fan of Benavides, even like before he came into the UFC. I remember watching him in the WEC. It's a good rematch. It's the top two guys in the division and just the implications coming out of it because Benavidez has a good chance to win. If he does win, he's the last guy to beat Cejudo. So he might throw a wrench into the plans of the bantamweight division, right? So it really, like if he gets a solid win, maybe we do get an interim title fight because Henry Cejudo's first fight back is a title defense against Benavidez. It's also a fight that might allure um, Henry Soto, because of the fact he's got that loss against him, even though a lot of people felt like Soto probably should have won that fight, it's still a loss on the record that he sh- he, he probably want to avenge. This is like a, yeah, yeah. You're, you're he's right. he's yeah. already avenged the DJ yeah. loss. This is the only other kind of blemish on his record. So, yeah, that I'm I'm personally, and just Formiga's also evolved so much since that first fight. Yes. And Benavidez probably regressed, if anything, since then. So it's just a very compelling matchup I think to see where they both are. Yeah. and. Just future future implications for like if Formiga wins, then it's like guaranteed Cejudo's next fight is a bantamweight. I feel like because he's already beaten Formiga, he wants the money fights, he wants to get paid. That's not a money fight. There's nothing in it for him. Why give him the rematch? I think Formiga's definitely gotten better since that fight too. Yeah, but it's just the money right? aspect and the big yeah, fight aspect and the fact he's already beaten Benavidez. The only thing he has going for him, he's not a big fight either, but he's got that win. So to kind of he is that the biggest blemish. fight for him at 125. Yeah, but and I think. But I think just any and fight at 125 not is, not is just not going to be big. But he's he's got that win. So I think Cejudo will definitely want to get that one back at the very least, if anything. If there's anything to compel him to get a, um, to come back to flyweight and defend the belt, it's going to have to be to avenge a Benavidez loss. Otherwise, he's literally got nothing and no reason to ever go back to that division. There's definitely a lot of significance behind that fight. So I can understand why yeah. I'm so anticipated for it. Uh, I was going to... Uh, picked that one as well. Um, that was up there uh, until I got reminded of a, a fight uh, between Montana De La Rosa and Andrea Lee. Mm. So I have a little bit of money on Montana De La Rosa, but with, th- with that aside, I think that um, if Montana, De- I, I'm really high on this girl. Like I, yeah, she okay. has really good jujitsu. Uh, her grappling is good. She has a the wrestling pedigree as well to back it up. I'm not saying she's Tatiana Suarez level. But I believe that she'll probably have maybe the second or third best grappling in that division. Uh, oh, okay, okay, maybe not second because we got Valentina up there too. So maybe between top three and top five, I think she could definitely be a contender in this division. And I think that the Andrea Lee fight is a perfect barometer for us in terms of if she is ready for that. Like, 
her only real losses, if you notice on her record, her only real losses have been, let me just pull this up. She was on the Ultimate Fighter, um, but she had a couple losses that were actual legitimate names. I remember watching this girl. Uh, so Nico Montano on the show, Cynthia Calvillo, who's a great grappler, uh, Mackenzie Dern, we don't have to say much about that. She's one of the best grapplers. And then uh, first two fights she lost. So I'll I'll top, toss those up to just inexperience and just, you know, maybe pro fuck. Does she even have an amateur record? She has no amateur record. So, you know, she probably came straight from, oh, she has one. It was canceled. So she had a, a scheduled amateur fight and then just went straight to pro. Uh, so she took, she picked up two losses there, but uh, you know, she's been, she's really good with the jujitsu, her fucking, you know, her striking held up for her against Rachel Ostovich. And then she eventually choked her out in the third round. The Nadia Kasim fight, she didn't even make, you know, she didn't even try to bluff there. She just fucking said right away, I'm going straight for the takedown, get you down, try to choke you out eventually. And she eventually got there. And she's probably going to use the same strategy against Lee. And I believe that with Lee, we saw Lee's deficiencies in her takedown defense against Ashley Evan Smith. So I think this is where somewhere where Montana Del Rosa is going to be able to to capitalize uh and i think that she has the better top game than than ashley evan smith too so i think that we'll be able to see her hold down andrea lee uh but with that said if andrea lee is able to keep this fight on the feet or if this fight is longer on the feet than it is on the ground i think that del rosa is in for a tough night uh andrea lee's striking is really good she shows you know great feints uh you know she slips very well uh, her her kicks are amazing too. So uh, I think she definitely has the advantage on the feet here, a decisive advantage. But I love Montana De La Rosa's uh, keenness and, and ability to get this fight to the ground or any fight to the ground for that matter. Uh, and I think that she could implement that game style on, on some of these top 10, top 5 girls uh, up until she meets a girl like Tatiana Suarez or um, uh, Valentina Shevchenko or even if Cynthia Calvillo, I don't know if she's at 125 now. Uh, but, you know, we've seen her lose to her in the past. So I'm very high on her grappling, and I want to see her kind of come to in this fight, which is why I'm so anticipating it, uh, so much uh, anticipation for it. Uh, yeah, fair enough. So it's not like a huge name, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you're going with the, the top, you know, contender fight at 125. I'm going with something a little bit more off the off the mm-hmm. beaten path. Uh, that's because I'm a nerd. <laughs> Plain yeah. <and> simple. <laughs> uh Anything else you want to touch on before we fucking wrap this shit up? Like, there's, there, there was, there was a hefty amount of uh, things that we could choose from in terms of ta- covering for this episode. Yeah, just I some, think that we. Yeah, just some good fight announcements, I guess. Going yeah. forward, the Rory Lima too. And yes, Mirbek Tysimov coming back finally to fight yeah. fucking Diego Fajera. Yeah, that's a great so. fucking fight. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, Shevchenko, Liz Karmouche got announced, so yep. Shevchenko should be able to get that 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 L back. Uh, yeah. There was one more I, I'm trying to remember that they announced that was pretty big. Derek Brunson's fighting Ian Heinish, so that's a big okay. step up for Ian Heinish. Happy for him. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty much that's, it on my Yeah, that so, pretty much is it. Uh, MMA Lawcast is up for UFC Greenville. Uh, make sure you guys check that out. Um, I got a couple bets up. One of them got my, my lock of the night play got busted because John Linker had to yeah. fucking pull out. So that fucking sucks. Um, but then I replaced it with a. I already had a three unit play on Hanato Moicano and Brian Barberina as a parlay at plus 104. So I added an extra two units to make it a lock of the night play. Uh, and those were at plus 100. So getting plus money on a lock of the night play is not usual. <laughs> uh, I'm very happy to get the plus money here and I'm very confident in it as well, with, especially with Brian Barberina doing what he's doing. Uh, and then uh, Hanato Moicano hopefully outstriking and then finishing Chan Sung Young later in the fight. Um, 
what else do I got going on? Tape Index is out. Make sure you guys always check that out on Newsom's website. He's fucking killing it. Uh, we're doing really well with the Tape Index and getting a lot of good reception for it. And this podcast, best way you can support it, uh, like the video, comment below, uh, subscribe to the channel, hit us up on YouTube, hashtag Combatosaurs. Um, it's on all platforms for you guys as well, Stitcher, Spotify. So if you guys just want to listen to the audio, hit that up. Otherwise, YouTube is probably the best version. We love fucking just seeing you guys and you guys seeing us. And <laughs> one day you guys will see Rob as well, so that's fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much on my end. I'll see you guys on Monday when I record UFC Minneapolis, which is Ngannou versus Dos Santos. So I'll see you guys next week. But me and Tony will be back in two weeks, two weeks. Uh, right before the UFC 239 card. So oh, we'll make nice. sure we'll... We'll touch on that a little bit for you guys and get that's that That's Jones, right? That's Jones nice. and Santos. Nice. Uh, as well as Holly Holman and Amanda Nunes. So, oh, wow. Yeah, big fights. All uh, right. Yeah, that's pretty much it. On my behalf, Tony's, Glitch, Big Rob. Yeah. We're out of here. Later.